This is an RSN Racing and Sport production. This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Yes, it is. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Dan Malecki, joined by Rob Orber, thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. And the Saturday Night Harness Preview is focusing on uh, Bendigo. Eight races, the Saturday night uh, venue, and, of course, that massive card. A, a great program, plenty to look forward to up north at Albion Park with Leap to Fame and the Rising Sun and uh, a brilliant night of uh, racing ahead uh, in Queensland. Rob Orber, hello to you. Yeah, hi Dan, hi everyone, uh, welcome to uh, the preview show for Saturday night and as you mentioned some great racing uh, all over Australia, there'll be a lot of uh, interest uh, of course up north uh, in Queensland with their carnival, uh, with their, some great racing over the weekend but certainly looking forward to Bendigo who hosts uh, this Saturday night's meeting, a big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club, we've got eight races on the card and yeah looking forward to some uh, good quality racing on Saturday night at Bendigo. There's only eight races on the program, so an early start. 4.52, the first event. The last event is at 8.43. Uh, and no doubt the lovers of harness racing will get an opportunity to uh, switch over because the, the next race from Brisbane after the last at Bendigo is the uh, the big one, the Rising Sun with Leap to Fame. And I know there's lots of talk about Leap to Fame and, and it's hard not to get um, caught up. We all want to have a top quality racehorse and I think we all believe we've got one in, in, in Leap to Fame. Just give us your assessment of what you've seen of him so far and perhaps the path of where he's going to Rob. Oh, look, he's a very special horse, uh, Dan. Uh, I still uh, come back to uh having a close encounter with him, uh, I think this time last year, or not this time last year, but earlier last year uh, at uh, Menangle and just having a close look of the horse and he's such a, a beast of an animal. Uh, you know, he's just got quality written all over him. Um, he, uh, you know, and he's done very, uh, very well to date, hasn't he? Uh, he's had 26 starts for 20 wins, four seconds and a third. He's won 576,000. He's by Better's Delight, he's out of a, a very good race, uh, Broodline in, in Lettuce Reason, and Art Major Mare, and, you know, he's really taken everything before him, and look, I, I think he's a, a very special horse, and uh, he, he's certainly uh, heading to, to, to bigger things uh, moving forward, but no, I, I think he ticks all the boxes of being one of the great uh, potential Grand Circuit horses moving forward. And, of course, our own uh, Victorian stars catch a wave and Captain Ravishing are nearing returns as well as they uh, go to a clash in the Taburica in the first Saturday in September. So that'll be something to behold as well. We need something to draw the crowd in with a race like that and horses like that at uh, at Melton, Rob, or one of our big venues because I just can't see when we're going to see Leap to Fame again or at least those horses clash again. So if you've got any ideas, pass them on. Otherwise, we'll have to get used to watching those great horses on TV clashing. Um, nonetheless, catch a wave, Captain Ravishing. Uh, you'll see uh, trialling and racing uh, over the course of the next month. All right, we've got Bendigo Saturday night, eight event program. And uh, the first event, um, Raw for Roscoe, is the uh, early favourite, $3.20. Uh, he's drawn inside the back row over the short trip here, which is going to make it a little more uh, difficult, I imagine. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, look, he's going so well, this horse, and a real credit to Juanita Breen and, and the team. They've done a fantastic job with him. Uh, he certainly put the riding on the wall. When runner-up in the Vic Bread final in December last year behind Catch a Wave, who's, uh, of course, one of the stars of uh, harness racing here in Victoria... He resumed uh, with a win over the 1,200 metres where we thought he might have been a little bit vulnerable, but he just proved far too strong. Uh, then his fourth uh, behind Cemetery Bay was full of merit after doing some work early from the second line. And we saw last start where he was just driven back in the field and, and the way he finished off. He, he's a very exciting horse. We need a brain. Uh, I'm sure uh, he's spending a lot of time giving this horse plenty of special treatment. Inside the second row, obviously very tricky to manoeuvre over the uh, 1,650 metres. Look, I've tipped uh, two Dalagiri on top from an each-way perspective. Uh, look, he's going so well, this horse. Uh, he did finish fourth behind Raw for Roscoe two starts ago at Melton, uh, drawing the second line. The draw here has reversed to give Dalagiri a really good chance being off the front line and drawing two. He went to Maryborough last start and his run was full of merit, really savaging the line. I just saw it, you know, at the $8 mark, uh, you know, that, that he's quote currently showing. I thought each way he presents a really good chance to Dalagiri. Ahead of eight, Raw for Roscoe, who's a very high quality horse. He's, he's no doubt the best horse in the race. He just needs a bit of luck. Uh, look, a horse that's going really well is 10 Hugo Rocks, absolutely flying this horse. Uh, he's ready to win. He might get a nice cut into this race. He, we've got to respect him. And then horses like Sly Terry, 11, and 9, the Stain, who caught uh, the eye with a really good win first up for Amy Day last time. So, look, 2, 8, 10, 11, and 9 for mine. And I've tipped 8, 9, 2, 11, Raw for Roscoe on top. It just needs luck from inside of the back row draw. That first event is the Lower Long Farms Heidi George Classic. Uh, the first of the heats uh, will be at uh, Echuca July 18. The second of the heats, Swan Hill on July 26. So it's providing opportunities for mares and also incentives to breed because uh, with the heats, the winner of each heat re receives a free service to Raging Bull and the winner of the final, a $20,000 final at Bendigo on August the 2nd, the winner will receive a free service to post the boy. Okay, race number two is the harassed uh, Trotters Trot. And uh, Elder Barandino, gee, he was terrific first up, uh, just going under. Uh, and he'll be the favourite here, currently 230 yeah, look, his, his run first up was very good, Danny. He, he's a high-quality horse. I mean, uh, again, we go back to, to February this year and he competed in the Great Southern Star heats. Uh, he came a long way in such a short period of time. He's now had 19 starts for six wins and, and eight placings. We sort of spoke about him last week, that he trialled well. He was driven back in the field. Uh, he still did a really good job hitting the line. Look, he, again, I've no doubt he's the best horse in the race. It, it just comes down to the barrier draw that he needs to uh, overcome here. Uh, second row draw, 21.50, big field of 12. Means he's going to have to do a lot of extra work to be able to win this race. But because of his ability, we, we can't tip against him. So, look, I've tipped him on top. He'll just keep improving. We've just got to keep following him. And, uh, again, he'll be hard to hold out. 13, Elder Barandino on top. Ahead of the 11, Centro Otago, who, uh, of course, a very good horse. He, he ran fifth in the Vic Bread final behind Loxley Lover. 
Backed it up at Bendigo uh, soon after on Bendigo Cup night in taking out the harass, the Trotters Trot. He won really impressively, defeating Shawnee. Uh, then uh, won at Shepparton, uh, taking out uh, the race, defeating Aldebaran Dino. Uh, and then finished down the track at his uh, next outing. He's gone for uh, a spell. He's had a trial. Uh, look, he'll, he'll just keep improving. We, we know he's got quality written all over him, so he need, needs to be the logical danger. So 13 from 11. The horses off the front row that are going quite well. Look, all Charlotte, you know, her last few runs have been pretty solid. She's got gate speed here. She might be able to get across early and, and certainly put herself into a position of being a winning hope. Two Covalli Piero, outstanding last week. Uh, he made a mistake going to the first term. Should have won the race. Look, I've, I've got to put him in, even though he's rising in class. Five, Sir Eros, who was pretty disappointing to a certain degree, but he worked very hard in the early part and, and punctured badly. I suppose if you draw a line behind Kaivali Piero and Sir Eros, you know, I sort of gave the nod to Kaivali Piero being a, a better run than Sir Eros last week, so hence I've put him uh, above. And then horses like uh, other chances, one Imperial Wiz, who was outstanding last week, can't be dismissed. But it's a very good race, tricky race. Look, 13 11 3-2 for mine. Uh, I've got Elder Barandino on, uh, on top, Rob. 13 from 5, Sereros. I thought he represented a bit of value at $8.50. One uh, Imperial Wiz. Well, if he goes like he did last study, he has to be a chance, and he's $16 at the moment. And 11 Central Otago, 13 5 one, 11. Race number three, uh, the Garrard's Horse and Hound three-year-old pace. It's a good field, and we see the Lost Storm return. His first run this year, his first run since uh, demolishing uh, a field in the Group 1 Vic Bread on, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, look, he's a very exciting horse. Uh, I think he's got an invite for uh, the Eureka, the Lost Storm. Emma Stewart trains, Mark Pitt drives, nine starts, seven wins, two placings. He resumes. He's had a trial. Uh, he'll, he'll be primed to run a huge race here first up. You only have to go back to the Vic Bread final. Uh, you can go back to the Breeders' Crown before that in November when he was third behind school captain. And I think the things that uh, we've just got to keep looking at the times of uh, what this horse can run. I mean, winning that Vic Bread final was over 22.40. For a two-year-old to go 152.2, uh, is very special. Um, he, he's got quality written all over him. You go back through the bloodlines of this horse, uh, there, there's some really strong bloodlines uh, through this family. Uh, the storm inside coming from uh, the family tree out of this uh, family as well. And uh, look, uh, he, he should be winning. Uh, it's very hard to see him not winning this race. Number seven, the lost storm, as he starts his campaign towards bigger and better things as the year goes on. Five, Louis Luai. He continues to race well. Uh, I think he can run a, a good race once again here. I don't think he can beat the Lost Storm. Four major celebrity, the stablemate of the Lost Storm, who's uh, made a back-to-back -back win. Certainly, again, really strong place chance. And Blake Bolak, who's had a really good campaign so far. But seven looks a special ahead of five, four and six. Yes, yeah, seven, five, four, six are my uh, selections as well. Race number four, Pride's Easy Feed Pace, a small but select field of mares. Danamora, six for six, uh, with Emma Stewart, and she's at $1.40. Yeah, once again, um, she looks really hard to beat. She just continues. Uh, she's she's unbeaten this campaign. What, what she's done, six six starts this campaign for, for, for six wins. Um, and... Uh, Look, you know, she, she, she just continues on her winning way and she continues to get the job done. She sat without cover at Maryborough last start, controlled the race 
Um, Mark Pitt, who drove on that occasion, never really panicked and, and was able to pull away to win before that. Her performances were really strong. She was able to work forward to the lead, defeating Hugo Rocks. And she did the same before that behind Melanion. Uh, does she find the front here? Not 100% sure. Um, there's a bit of speed here, Dan. Uh, look, Relentless Me, mm. I thought was very good last week. Uh, very good behind Tempting Tigress. You know, and, and I, I, she's got the gate speed to lead here. It'll be very interesting to see whether the stable elects to, to hold the front because she, she can go really well and she seems to be a lot fitter at the moment. So I think she'll give a great side here, Relentless Me. I'm certainly not dismissing her chances. I thought last last couple of runs have been very, very good and she looks like she's heading back to it, what she's capable of doing. One, it's Miss Montana. Hit the line really strongly last start to win. It was a very good performance. I think she maps well here from the pole position, gets a soft trip. Got to respect her. And three, Beach Life, who, who's never too far away. Just uh, doesn't have the best win record over that, that middle course. She, she's won two from 16. She's been placed on eight other occasions. I think she can place uh, potentially again. But look, uh, five on top, uh, Dana Moray. But look, I think two, Relentless Me, certainly comes into this race with a good hope. One and then three. Okay, you own Monomia number six. Notice you didn't put her into the top four. Yeah, maybe six, Dan. Uh, look, she's going. She's oh. going okay. She's just, she's just. Love affairs seems to be frayed by the sounds of it. Oh no, she's she's going okay, but that's about it. She's going okay, and there's better horses yeah. around. But anyway, we're always happy to go around, and if she picks up some place money, we're, we're never disappointed. No, not at all. Um, my tips, five, two, one, and 4, make a good case for Relentless Me. It was a much better run. You were pretty keen on her last week, and she did find the line. I think that's the run that said that she's back now, and she can utilise her very good gait speed, but there is a bit of it uh, by the looks of it in this race, and uh, hence why Dana Moore, I'm just not sure whether it, where she'll end up in the run. She might have to sit parked, and... Look, we haven't seen where her ceiling is just yet, and she might be able to overcome that, but uh, Relentless Me is a pretty hard horse to run down, and uh, if it's Montana's on her back, um, it might be a chance as well. So it's an intriguing race, Rob, the, the race for the mares. Yeah, it looks uh, a small field, and again, tactics uh, will play a big part. The start will be really important to see how this uh, race plans out, and as you said, Beach Life, King and Jackie, they've all got good gate speeds as well. So it'll be interesting to see... Uh, who wants to take up that forward position and, and how, that, how it plays out, uh, the, the fourth event. But again, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Uh, the Victorian Harness Racing Club, who have been great supporters of our uh, program, Dan, we, we want to thank them uh, for, their, uh, for their support. And we, we have the, uh, the club lounge that's uh, opened up and we, we're seeing more social club members that continue to, uh, to sign up. And as we uh, get out of these winter months and heading towards better races uh, come September, October, November, and uh, we, we hopefully uh, we'll see some really good crowds heading out to, to, to Melton, and it's a great time to, to get involved as a, as a social club member to get access to the club lounge there at, at Melton Park. And uh, some of the Mazzettis are often uh, people that you'll see in that club lounge and through Victoria Harness Racing Club, putting a lot in Emmy Mazzetti and, and his family. And uh, he'd be delighted to know that his name is associated with the Koala King Free-for-All, the J&E Mazzetti painting Koala King Free-for-All, race number five. Um, and this is, I thought it was a pretty even lineup. A number of horses that haven't won for a while, some early on in their preparations. It makes it for a pretty even contest, Rob. Yes, and Koala King, wasn't he a great horse, Dan? He had 210 lifetime starts for 78 wins, 
Uh, 62 placings, and he won $680,000 in prize money. But we're going back in the 80s here, so uh, uh, he, he, he was an absolute special horse, wasn't he, Koala King? Yeah, and with a name that was easy to follow, wasn't it? Ray Wisby, Brian Hancock had a lot to do with him, and absolute superstar, won virtually every feature race in Australia, multiple uh, Hunter Cups and Victoria Cups, and uh, yeah, he, he was uh, as big a name in harness racing in the late 70s and early 80s um, as probably any champion that we've had over time. Uh, no doubt, uh, and he was a great sitting sprint horse. There's one here that needs to get back into the winner's list, I feel, uh, better better isolate. Uh, not sure what you've made of his uh, last couple of runs, but, you know, he's been going well. I now want to see him uh, win a race, uh, and now's the time to stand up. It looks a, a race for him to lose. Um, he, he should get a good run from barrier nine. He should settle well. He should be close enough. He should be able to let down, and he should be winning this race. Nine better isolate. I think uh, it's his race to lose. From six, spring in his step, who's first up since December, very good horse. Uh, he competed uh, in some of the uh, the, the bigger races uh, late last season in those four-year-old races uh, of the Breeders' Crown. And then, of course, uh, went around uh, also in the uh, Vic Bread Heats. Uh, didn't produce his best on those occasions. But one thing about him, we, we do know that his form prior to that was very good. He's won nine from 38, 154,000. He's first up. He's got gate speed. He should give a good sight spring in his step. Two perfect stride. Not sure what to make of him at the moment. I, I, I'm just not sure whether he's savaging the line the way I'd like to see him do it. Um, he gets his chance. He's had three runs back uh, uh, from, a, from a bit of a break. Gets his chance to, to position himself well to be a, at least a, a, a chance to, to figure in the top three or four. Max Delight also hasn't been too far away. And, of course, a horse like Interest Free, who should continue to improve fitness-wise. But I think it's uh, better isolates race to lose. Nine on top from six, two and three. Look, I put perfect stride on top. I think he's fit enough now and he gets a good gait after barrier seven last start. But it's one of those races you could probably find negatives about every runner, Rob, uh, which makes it a pretty even contest. Two, a perfect stride. Oh, the Yorkshire was really good first up. It could well be an awkward draw, but it's just that type of race. Five, Tango Tara, better isolate. Look, I understand Matty Craven might have had a little um, problem with uh, the stable and, and getting colds and the like, and Better Isolate, I think, has been well below his best the last couple. And, and in some of those races, the last start, they came home in a really quick quarter, and, and it's hard to pick the pieces out of a horse that makes up a little bit of ground, but I just didn't see him savaging the line. So um, uh, we'll get a better idea, but at 210, I was happy to look around him. Two, four, five, nine, my tips race five. In the sixth event, and uh, this is the better vet pace, Imperial's reason is a mare that is uh, in terrific form. Um, just not sure whether she'll be able to work her way to the lead this time, which which could make a massive difference, but she's going really well. Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, Aussie Butler gets across for fun here, and uh, especially over this middle distance, and you would imagine would probably take a trail. Arg's probably going to get there, I think, outside of Aussie Battler and might look to press on, and Imperial's reason being the other horse that will come across from out wide. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out, in particular with Arg, uh, who, who wasn't too far away last start. Look, uh, I've tipped Imperial's reason on top, uh, but, again, a little bit weary. Uh, wouldn't be rushing to take the, the short odds. There's one horse here, Dan, who I think's going really, really well, 
and he's probably going to get totally overlooked and his form doesn't encourage you to uh, to jump on. But I, I think he's going really well and his little sneaky chance in the race, especially the places to wear Seggy. I think he's absolutely flying this horse uh, and he might, might get cover might be able to be driven a little bit more soft. And, and I feel like he can run home and, and be, a, be a little chance at, at odds here, number two, where Seggy. Uh, 11, uh, hi, my name is Jeff. We, we know he's a very good horse when he's right. Obviously, first up since August of last year. Uh, we saw him win some very good races uh, throughout his career. He, he won at Melton back in March, uh, defeating Let's Rock, Let's Roll. He was also a winner at, at Bendigo, defeating Rack'em Up Tiger Pie. Uh, he's, he's first up. He has trolled okay. I think he can run well. Uh, number three, which is pull the other leg, hasn't been too far away. And, of course, six Arg, who might be the one that might find the top and might give a cheeky side as well. So interesting race, 7, 2, 11, 3 and 6 in, in what's a, an, an intriguing race. Mm, I tipped the seven. I've got the seven on top, but three, eight, and one is the danger. Seven, three, eight, and one. In race number seven, this is the Vale Knoll Ridge Pace. We lost a wonderful human being, uh, somebody that was so important to harness racing, uh, particularly for, for Bendigo and the Hall of Fame committee in Knoll. Um, just a, a very short, short illness, but what a wonderful human being. And uh, it's good to see that he's, uh, he's, Name is remembered uh, with uh, race number seven at uh, Bendigo, Rob. Yeah, oh, he's just an icon uh, of a person, Dan. Uh, just a, a wonderful person uh, who never, uh, you know, any time he went to Bendigo, he, he was always, uh, you know, very keen to, to show uh, the work that he's been able to put together at, uh, at the track with all the... Uh, yeah, nostalgia of, of all our uh, wonderful sport. You know, he'd always send some some stuff through via emails and, and keep keep me updated with certain certain things in the industry. Yeah, you know, from a historian point of view, and just a, a wonderful person. A very sad loss for our industry, and uh, as you said, fantastic to see a race named after him um, on uh, on Saturday night. Look, I've tipped here five. Love you long time. Um, he's, a, he's a promising horse. He's really showed to have some really good ability, this horse. He's got good gait, speed, good chance of finding the top. And if he finds the lead, I think it will take a lot of beating here. Number five, love you long time. Ahead of three, Terry. Look, he'll certainly be improved by that first up effort at Kilmore. Wasn't uh, a bad run. Uh, it wasn't. A, it was a slowly run race. They came home in 56-4, 29-1, 27-3. Was trying to make up ground from back in the field with natural improvement. Expect him to run a much better race. One foolish pleasure. I think we'll map really well here. I, I think he's not without a winning chance in the race. And uh, number 11, Aussie Playboy, who's going really well. But there's a few horses off the back markers. They're all racing well, Irvine. We better believe it. Cemetery Bay, Platinum Stride have all got horses that can run on. But look, 5, 3, 1 and 11. Yeah, I like the few on the back row. Uh, I'll stick with Aussie Playboy. He's going really well, Rob, and he's at $16. Um, so I think he's uh, an each-way play. 11, uh, 3, Terry, a horse that's run in a New Zealand Cup previously, so he looks well-placed here. 9, Irvine, 6, Major Man, but um, are my top four, but they're amongst many chances. 11, 3, 9 and 6. Race eight, the Elderberon Park Trot. Only a field of six, but this is a really good race. You're getting some uh, terrific odds for horses like anywhere Hugo, a last start winner, and even Baltica, I reckon, is open to some improvement. You could make a case for every runner here. Oh, no doubt, Dan. This is a really tricky race, and, you know, trying to work out what's going to happen here at the start. Egret, Lady Adelia are all both... Uh, go forward horses, uh, you know, Chinese Whisper uh, loomed up last time and then, and then just broke. 
coming to uh, the home turn. Kate Gath jumps back on board. He'll be a lot fitter, small field suits as well. So it's a tricky race. Look, I've tipped like two Lady Adelia on top for Chris Finozio and Ross Payne. Uh, look, you know, he's chased, she's chased home Queen Elida at her past two starts and she's given a great side at, at, at both of those uh, runs. And then prior to that, she'd strung uh, a number of wins together. Uh, I've got to stick with her, number two, Lady Adelia, on top. Ahead of one e-group, who's going to be certainly improved by the performance of uh, his first up run, or her first up run behind RC Phoenix. Uh, look, six Chinese whisper, we, we know he's very good. When, when he's right, he, he's, he, he could easily blow these horses away. It just comes down to making sure he produces his best manners and he doesn't over-race and do anything silly. Small fields sometimes can be a bit tricky. But look, 2-1-6, as you said, all winning chances. Three Elder Baron Keeper continues to improve. And as you said, horse like anywhere, Hugo Baltica, all going uh, well enough to, to, to figure as well. Very tricky race, 2 one six, three. And I'm uh, one, two, five, and four on the last of eight at Bendigo. Okay, Rob, your best bets. Thanks to the Victorian Harness Racing Club. Yeah, look, uh, I feel like it's better isolates race to lose race five. Uh, I, I think he, he gets his chance to get back into the winners list, so um, we'll, we'll tip him um, as uh, as the best for, to, for for Saturday night race five number nine. Better isolate. Looking um, for for a little bit of value uh, throughout the program. Look, I thought race one number two Dalagiri. Certainly had uh, a chance in the race. I'm going to also have something on Hugo Rocks. I think both of them present some value in the first race on Saturday night. And uh, outside of those, uh, look, again, probably uh, the other horse that uh, my rough place chance might be race six, number two, where Seggy could be an improver. Uh, look, I think Elder Berendino, very hard to beat. Race five, number two, is my best each way, and that's perfect stride. I'm a value race seven, horse number 11, Aussie uh, Playboy. So that's the look at the uh, Melton, uh, sorry, the <laughs> Bendigo meeting. Uh, there's a number of Fridays uh, at uh, Melton throughout the course of the month. And uh, next Saturday, it uh, goes to uh, Kilmore, three of the next five weeks in the provincial areas, but with the Metropolitan Class programs. Thanks, Rob. Uh, good punting, good tipping, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Happy harnessing, everyone.